You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie, Trouble with the Curve. A daughter tries to remedy her dysfunctional relationship with her ailing father, a decorated baseball scout, by helping him in a recruiting trip, which could be his last. All right, let's jump into our spoiler-free section of this review. Uh, guys, what do you think? This was my first viewing of the movie. I'd never seen it before. I enjoyed it, actually. Uh, Clint Eastwood as, uh, is, of course, he's... I think he's become a better actor in his old age Agreed. than he was when he was young, <laughs> uh, which is strange, but or at least it seems strange to me. But I mean, the movie is so well done. Uh, I have a couple issues with a certain, shall we say, shaggy character uh, <laughs> later on in the movie, but we'll get there when we get there. But it's a fun movie, and you should go look at, go watch it if you've not seen it. Zoinks! I don't know what you're talking about, man. Jacob, thoughts? I want my blankety blank check. <laughs> I, I said I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. It was, I obviously I'd watched it before, and uh, man, everybody in this movie has their a game on. Mm-hmm. Everybody, wow. Yeah. Clint Eastwood, there again, be like like Drew said before, has gotten better and better at his old age. And there again, like you have an amazing script. You have a first-time director who really isn't the his first time directing because he had worked with um, Clint Eastwood for many, many years before that. But this was his first time as a, 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 a director. Oh man, such a like well plotted, well executed, and just downright amazing storytelling and performance that is just incredible. For sure, um, and I would say generally actors do get better throughout their years. Right. My statement would be on Clint Eastwood. I just think he's really good at being. An angry old, <laughs> ornery he old man. I mean, whether that's line. whether that's acting or whatever, he is right. just sensational as the old ornery man. Um, he plays it so well, um, and I'm sure he plays it up. I'm sure that's not just him because we see him in a couple other roles where he does play this uh, thing. And I still need to watch The Mule. Uh, it's on my list. Um, but yeah, I, I love Clint Eastwood, and I think he's one of those actors who getting to there, there's a certain amount of, you know, being that young guy who's in all the starring roles and then becoming the old man character. It is a very different challenge mm-hmm. for some actors. And I think Clint Eastwood does it so well, whether it's because he embodies it so much or or it's just his pure acting ability. I don't know. But I do enjoy him playing the old man uh, in yes. film. Uh, and again, this cast is pretty well done. Um We've got Amy Adams, who I think this might be one of her best performances. Um, we've got uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, who mm-hmm. I am very pleasantly surprised with in this film. 
Yeah. Uh, I've seen him in some other things, but this film I felt like was just uh, perfect for him uh, and the character that he plays. Um, you know, I'll go into the others in a minute, but yeah, those are your, your three mains, I guess, really in this. Uh, and they all do a spectacular job. This is a good sports movie, a good feel-good movie. Uh, I guess it's kind of not really a feel-good movie, but it, it does have that family um, and, you know, dealing with issues situation. Right. So, um, But it's fun. I think it's a good movie. Um, and I generally say watch anything with Clint Eastwood, especially as an old man. Uh, so, yeah. Definitely worth watching. It's not really a kid's movie. Um, but it's, it's definitely, uh, not a not young, I mean, I, I, I don't think kids would enjoy it. It's not meant for them. I think teenagers could enjoy it and appreciate it. Um, but it's, it's a good movie. So either way on that, uh, I, I want to say it's PG 13, but I could be wrong. Mm. Uh, yeah, PG 13. So, um, what else do we need to say before we jump into the spoiler section? Nothing? I can't think of anything. Me All either. right. So join us as we venture forth into the spoiler section of our review. If you haven't seen the film, as usual, I advise you to go ahead and pause it if you're worried about spoilers and come back and listen to us later. But if you don't mind spoilers, join us as we start telling you everything about the movie that we can think to or is relevant to us at the time, even though we may not give you too many details because we're too busy talking about other subjects. Anyway... <laughs> here's the spoiler-filled section of this review. Um, as I was saying, this cast list is really, really good. Um, uh, John Goodman, as usual, is fantastic. And, I, I mean, he does a great job anchoring this film. Uh, we even get Scott Eastman in this film playing Billy Clark, um, one of the baseball players in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the son of Clint Eastwood. Um, oh yeah, I thought that was Billy I thought Eastwood. that was him. Okay, yeah. Um, I thought he looked familiar. We get as <laughs> another character as mentioned, uh, and I can't think of his real name. I want to say Matthew uh, Lillard. Who? Matthew, Matthew Lillard? Lillard. Oh, is that is that uh is that uh Shaggy? Shaggy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard is our bad guy in this film. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I think he does a good job. Not that he hasn't played a villain before, um, you know, because he was in one of the Scream movies or a couple of them as a bad he, guy. He, if I remember. he he was in the first Scream movie. Yeah. Yes, he was he was one of the villains. Yeah, so I mean, he has has played villains before, and he does a good job in this. And it's not a not a villain villain. He's just the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, for lack, I of don't the... know. They painted him as a villain, especially yeah. a lot more during the end where he's talking about oh well, she's a woman she can't right. what does she know about baseball i'm thinking yeah. okay hang on uh <laughs> well there now. are a lot of women who maybe are not as big into sports as guys are are you tr- aiming for the uh the feminists to get to really hate this guy so that he, to make him more of a more of a villain I mean, you're well, just starting to hit all the notes. It's like, next thing you're going to tell me is, oh, he, he only likes white men. That's why he's supporting this other guy and not yeah. Santiago, I can't remember his name, yeah, but the, the pitcher yeah. at the end. Yeah. So, the Amy Adams so backs. Which with, I love that part of the movie. Oh, yeah. So 
so with that, uh, you know, I do have to point out that the thing about baseball is it is pretty much a boys club. Has been for oh, years. Yeah, yeah. Excluding the World War II era when they had women playing baseball, mm-hmm. they have very little women involved in the sport traditionally, which is why softball exists solely to keep them out of it. Uh, at least that's my hot take on that, and I think there should be women in baseball, and it's a crime that there's not. That needs to change. More girls should play baseball just despite the uh, the classic male... Uh, uh, attempt to keep them out of it so i uh, just just i'm serious on that one but yeah that's my thing about baseball i love it but i'm, do, I'm uh, doing my best not to quote tom hanks from league of their own right now hey that's okay that's a great movie and tom <laughs> hanks is, is such a is, good movie yes it's okay because yes, there's, there's no, no crying, crying in baseball, in baseball. yeah <laughs> there's no crying in baseball but yes uh but i mean even from the beginning you're looking at the sky and it's like and you can tell it's like oh i have never i don't go to see these people. I just go by what the computer stats say. <laughs> yeah. And right. I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay, as someone who is younger than this guy, I believe, maybe just mm-hmm. around the same age, I'm not really sure. Yeah, about the same yeah. age. You are dependent completely on the computer to make your decisions about who should be playing baseball and who, sh- who you should be right. picking in those. Every person my age I have ever talked to, unless they are complete and utter idiots, knows that the computer is a tool, not sure. a master. You do not base your entire opinion off of what the computer tells you. Mm-hmm. You go. Sure. That's the advantage of having uh, the scout go out and watch. You can use right. the tool to see, oh, maybe this is who we need to be looking at. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you've got all the new guys are in never leaving the corporate office or this is how it's per, per, portrayed yeah but you got well, all the old guys going to high school baseball games for sure which admittedly it's the old guys that he hangs around with that we see we only yeah. see one other quote-unquote scout besides his main group and that's the love interest yeah well and we get the one guy who's kind of spying but other than that yeah yeah, yeah. but he's sent out mostly to spy on Clint Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. Not to actually look at the player. Well, they, they do they, have him look, which is kind of, I mean, just yeah, to verify, but, I mean, but yeah. But I mean, it's just a quick, oh yeah, this, this is what our data shows. I mean, he can hit anything sure. that's thrown at him. And admittedly watching it, I mean, admittedly, I knew this guy was not going to, was probably, when the first time they sh- had this guy show up on screen, uh-huh. I knew, okay, yeah, he's, they're gonna. Uh, Clint Eastwood's gonna suggest not letting this guy be on the team. The computer yeah. guy is gonna say, "Forget you." Uh, I'm gonna make the suggestion. He's actually gonna get picked for the team, and then first game. I assumed first game. Uh, the curveball that's gonna that takes him out that the the movie's based off of, names comes from is what's gonna knock this guy out and show that Clint Eastwood character was right all along. That's right. my that was my assumption about fifteen minutes into this movie, because this this guy is so egotistical and uh, so full of himself. It's like, dude, you're you're going to lose. I can tell right now. You are the one who's going to lose. <laughs> you might get a short victory, but you're not going to be the one that's going to be. There's no way. There's 
I half expected him to sh- sh- find, uh, for us to find out that the guy was doing steroids about halfway yeah. through the movie. It's like you need yeah. we need something else to make this guy evil in baseball terms. Right. So so I do want to point out the part of the point of this commentary is based on the modern uh, belief in analytics more than yes. classic. Right. Let's just watch everything. There is a huge amount of people. I mean, look at uh, the Moneyball theory. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I don't know if you've seen it, Moneyball watched, the movie or whatever. I watched that one, yeah. Okay, Still but there's there's a I lot have. of there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of movement in the last ten years, twenty years about watching, spending way more time studying the numbers and the analytics, mm-hmm. and using that. And there is a lot of truth behind that. Mm-hmm. And there, but there are a ton of new school scouts, uh, analysts, and whatnot who live by the numbers. And spend way more, if not all their time, at a computer and a phone versus doing the old school work, newspapers, going out on the field. Now, most of them are going to take a minute to watch a game or two, check out some highlights on ESPN and whatnot. But there is some... uh, I would assume you lose something by... One of the things we see is... Uh, even though Clint Eastwood, for the most part, cannot see by the end of it because mm-hmm. of his glaucoma, yeah, he heard from what a hundred yards away. This yeah. guy shift his hands while he was yeah. swinging the bat for a curveball, mm-hmm. right? And then they point out, it's like, oh yeah, with an aluminum bat, anybody could hit that, but. You don't use aluminum bats in professional baseball. Right. You use wooden bats, yeah. which yep. aren't going to survive. Aren't going to work with that. Yeah. Sure. And uh, anytime we have, there's a technological advance in stuff, uh, in a in a in a sport or a science or whatever. You're mm-hmm. always going to lose something, but you gain. The hope is that you're gaining more than you lose, and that's the the trade off with uh, tech. Sometimes yeah. you're losing something as simple as an old school talent. And then if the computers go down, you're screwed. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, and it can be any number of things. And that's what we're getting here. Well, we're as, getting... as someone who studied, photo- studied photography in the digital age, mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you how much it's very tempting to just take the shot and then quote unquote fix it in Photoshop. Right. Right. But right. I will also tell you from experience how much better it is to get the shot right in camera than yeah. to try and fix it later. Yeah. And with the modern the camera, thing. with the modern camera, it does so much of the work for you mm-hmm. that almost anyone can be a good enough plus photographer. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that really changed but, with uh, the modern era for film, for photography, right. is that anyone can take decent wedding photos. Anyone can do that. Because half of wedding photos yeah. is taking thousands of shots finding a hundred or so that are good and Mm -hmm. then adjusting the lighting uh, to black and white or adding an effect. That's, that's, I mean, that's most of, uh, of, uh, of uh, wedding photos and stuff. I mean, throwing your saturation all the way to the roof. Right. I mean, and and again, HDR incorrectly. Yeah. Right. And you can go and play with most of that in any film editing, simple software that comes on most computers and get good photos. I've done it. (laughs) <laughs> but if you want the good photos from experience, you have to go in and do the work with the f-stops and the shutter speeds. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm still using a digital camera, sure. But I I do all the work to get exactly the effect I'm wanting instead of just getting the phone 
camera effect I, in most I cases. Would, I would That's argue... The, I'm also very sure. particular because <laughs> I'm, I would, a, I'm I a, agree a hobbyist photographer. What I would argue is that in the case of getting one amazing photo, your right. way is better. Now, in an event-type setting, I oh, think yeah. with, the, with the automatic features, you can get on your camera where it automatically does all the adjusting. That uh, well, I, I actually do agree with that because I, yeah. I I use the shotgun method as I call oh, it, yeah. where you just <laughs> you just take a shot and you just mm-hmm. keep going, you keep going, right? You, you just like oh that looks a little dark, switch this, take the shot, take the shot, that, take the shot, uh, you just keep going, and and then all the fun is when you're sitting on the computer going, that looks like crap, that looks like crap, <laughs> that looks like oh, crap, oh that's a good one, that looks like look crap. At, look at that gym I somehow got. I just took a yes. thousand photos. Yeah, well, and that that's kind that's of that's how the thing. I get all my good wildlife shots. Exactly. And I've, I've done enough uh, wedding things and that's what I tell everybody. I'm like with a decent camera and a lot of patience mm-hmm. and your willingness to take plenty of photos of every shot, you're going to find enough good photos so, right. with the modern camera. But so. getting back to the point of the movie. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, what, where I was going with that is, is yes, we have the tools, mm-hmm. but they are tools we should not be dependent on the tool to get it right if you can get it right without using that tool right that's the effect i'm trying to get a point yes you can use the tools the analytics to narrow it down yeah but it still helps nothing's going to be being sitting in a stand and actually watching about two or three games i don't admittedly they're showing him watching an entire baseball season which right I'm as someone who is not a sports fan. I'm going. That sounds so boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not your passion. It's not well, my passion. Well, you're talking admittedly. about millions of dollars uh, of of what they're going to pay that guy. So right, they want right. to make sure they want to make see... sure. And it's well, and, and it and it is their job. It's just I sit there going. Sure. Oh, that just sounds so horrible. And so, you never says know the guy many, who will sit in front of a television for eighty hours to play a video sure. game. <laughs> and you never know how many at bats a guy's going to get in a game. Right, and that's right, kind right. of the point. He might get four or something, or he might get three. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how many good pitches he's going to get? And if he's a big name who's known for hitting that home run, how many mm-hmm. times he's going to get walked on purpose? So, and now, that's why they got to follow him in that situation. I would assume. I will also say that you can tell this movie was made about 10 years ago. For sure. Because if this movie was made now, you would have everybody watching YouTube videos of this kid over and over again because everyone would just be taking YouTube videos of of these things. And again, that's one of those And you'd only go to the game just to get the fine-tuning. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and again, with each of those things and with these tools, the idea is you should be adding to your repertoire and not just dropping stuff. But yeah, so often there are people who realize that they can do just as well based on their own percentages of mm-hmm. success. Uh, as they can do well enough by that. Yeah, by the computer standard or by the other way. When reality says they ought to really use all of them and they'd be more effective. So right. But yeah, that's now, the whole admitted, point of the commentary. Admittedly, this movie does one thing with that commentary that I absolutely hate, and that's yeah. the the fringe case. That uh-huh. they happen to find this one guy who, let's face it, when he shows up at the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh, you're a great thrower. I bet you won't come back up again in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You, you get that fringe case. It's like if you, if, all, the only reason she even knows the guy's there yeah. is because she heard them playing catch. Yeah. Right. 
there was no way Gus, uh, Clint Eastwood's character, would ever have seen this guy, no matter how many games he went to, because he never had his grades up enough to keep make his mama happy to let him go play sure. baseball. Right. Sure. So they then take this guy to go, who's, as far as I can tell, has never played a game since Little League, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, he probably and plays, put him, you know, not official he plays, he plays catch. He might play with his friends, but an honest-to-goodness game with an audience? Yeah. He's well, not done that. And there is a difference between playing with among friends and family and playing amongst people watching you and judging every move you make. Right. Well, I'm sorry, I, there is. I, I do want to I do want to bring up one when, when uh Amy Adams character, Mickey, goes up to the mound and be like ask what is it what's what's the uh, character's name? Um uh, I cannot think of his San, name right now. I can't remember it either. Santiago? It's, it's very yeah, something like that. Yeah, Santiago. Uh, it's like be like, are you nervous? It's like, no, ma'am. It's just the game. Yeah. And if if you've got that forethought, that's true. But at the yeah. same time, he yes, he is pitching for the first time in the Atlanta Braves stadium. Well, yeah, sure. But there is nobody in those stands. There is no cheering going on. There's oh, nothing yeah. that's going to make you look around at all those people and go, oh, oh yeah. There's but, so but, many but people. But Drew, I do want to argue against you on this one, just because I. As much as they say he's not like in school going through baseball, that doesn't mean he doesn't right. play occasionally, like yeah. with local people, city league kind of stuff. Right, sometimes. but that's still different than uh, something like a more professional setting. Sure, I mean they would, but what I'm saying is there'd still, still be fans. Yeah, there'd still be fans, but yeah, it's, it's still not the kind of thing the scouts are going to go to. Well, but Unless the, the, they happen yeah. to know of they they see that someone took a YouTube of this guy for sure. pitching. And it's like, oh, we need to actually see this guy in action. And it's like, what well, does he play? No, he, yeah. he doesn't play in any official ranked thing because he's got no papers. Right. So we can't run him through the computer. That's why we don't know about the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I- and that's why the YouTube but, thing's becoming a much bigger tool nowadays right. is because they're able to get a wider audience and parents and fans are able to promote uh, to the scouts all yes. this information and be like, mm-hmm. check out their resume. You know? But so at, the same, at the same time, this is still a fringe case. Mm-hmm. This is the one in a million shot. This is sure. the likely never to happen, even though it does happen, I assume, sure. from time to time. And yeah, that is something you would lose if you were fully dependent on the data. But to 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 use that as the plot point, it's like, oh, this See. nowhere guy who happens to be able to throw the exact <laughs> pitch that this guy has trouble with, despite the fact he couldn't hit any of his fastballs either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because like, he's good. Uh, and, and I, I think going, you're missing the point the, on this well, one. That's the thing. Is you watch that guy hit every single ball throughout the yeah. entire movie. But it's yeah. when this kid gets up there, he can't hit a, he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think with you're a missing, tennis racket. I think you're missing a little of this. I, the plot of the movie is uh, the main point with the with uh, Clint Eastwood's character as the scout. I don't that has as little to nothing to do with the the side story involving the. the oh, I agree with that. Kid. I agree this with is, that. I was just bringing up they do this. This is a trope I've seen a hundred times before, sure. and it's one that annoys me. That I think is just to show that she could be a good scout, that she's Which is able fine. to find and and more of a talent agent. I think really anything. Right. So uh, I think that's more what that's about. Now 
with the with all the statements they make about the guy's talent and the names they reference it's that's why the guy can't hit anything he throws at him because the names he's referencing are amazing i mean we're talking about big name pitchers who won a million awards yeah and admittedly they rattle off those lists of names and as someone who doesn't watch baseball enough to know who any of these people are yeah sitting there going uh i know babe ruth i know mickey mantle i recognize uh, a rod i recognize that name when i heard it in the movie i know some of the play people who played for the rangers but don't ask me to quote any of their names if i heard them i would say oh yeah he played for the rangers you ask me to say their names out of the blues like i have no idea who this is uh, I'm not a it, I'm not a sports guy is what I'm trying to I get at. So to me, it's like you list all these things and it's like, great. Who are these people? Well, <laughs> I'm it, guessing it, they're big names. In defense of the movie, probably 75% of the audience watching a movie about are baseball going. are fans of baseball. Yes, and that is fair. I admittedly yeah. am that weird person who's like, I'm watching right. this movie because it's a Clint Eastwood movie. I know nothing about baseball. And, than, and because your podcast uh, said, let's watch yeah, it. <laughs> other than I know when you hit the ball uh, and it gets out there and it goes beyond the fence, that's a home run. I, I know when the kid <laughs> with the glasses got hit with the ball, got, got hit at the in that last game uh, with the guy. It's like, oh, look, I'm in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's called a walk. It's like, yeah. Yes. You're talking to the guy whose T-ball team only won a game the one time he was not there. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's let's talk about the movie a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, sorry. It's okay. I get it. It makes sense. It's fine. That's um, my context for this movie. I love the depth of this story. Um, you know, it starts off, and it's, you know, pretty simple, old scout is uh having vision problems and might get canned okay Mm -hmm. and then we get the relationship with his daughter and we slowly see the development of that story and what all went on in her childhood as far as her being basically feeling like she's being abandoned uh, after after her mother died and that that continual journey through there as well as the whole story about the sexual predator in the shack Mm -hmm. yeah and and so we slowly start to see, well, okay, we start off with, okay, well, he's just an ornery old jackass, for lack of a better term. And, Pretty much. Or a mule, as you might say in reference to Clint Eastwood. Um, and then we slowly see, okay, well, you know, she has reasons for him being not liking him so much. It's not just she cares so much about work. He kind of abandoned her. And then we're seeing, okay... Well, maybe he wasn't just abandoning her. He was trying to do the best he could, and he was trying to protect mm-hmm. her as well from things, and he felt like he had failed her. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we do see a very deep, complex story. I mean, it's not it's not some, you know, I guess it's not the greatest story ever told or anything, but I will say that it, it's a very deep and enjoyable story that we get a little bit at a time throughout the film. Um and very well executed by our main players, uh, Mickey and Gus, as well as, uh, you know, the occasional bit thrown in by the different other characters. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just a really great story. Um, as I, I mean, said earlier, me, I think that, to me, that is the story of this movie more than anything mm-hmm. else. It's these it's this daughter and father who have become estranged over the years, not yeah. because uh, they've 
not not because of anything that really came between them. It's right. just a lot of misconceptions about what happened. Mm-hmm. People trying to do the best they can, but it not maybe they're not being communicated or emotionally communicated very well because Correct. that's just how people are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then sure. and this whole trip of them on the scouting trip to go look at Goober McGooberface, whose name I can't be bothered to remember, <laughs> uh, is really them getting this chance to reconnect, even though it takes almost the entire time for them to finally go, oh, maybe this wasn't as yeah, yeah, I you I don't appreciate the way you handled it, but I at least see what you were trying to do, right? Um, and I understand the misconceptions that were coming back and forth, uh, and it almost ends badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I was I was really thinking, is this gonna be how you end the movie? Oh wait, I forgot all the Deus Ex Machina you set up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I say well, that in the best possible way. I, I right. because. I mean, that kid happening to be pitching, playing catch with his little brother, I'm assuming, um, right outside her hotel. Yeah. That is just very fortuitous. Sure. Um, And and then she's able to go and say, hey, look, my my dad was right. You guys are wrong. To prove it, here's a guy that your computers could never catch. Yeah. That I have just brought to, and you're going to want to sign him, and he's going to be able to throw a baseball that the goober goober mcgoober pants can't hit <laughs> but yeah i mean i the thing i like about it is i feel like the story evolves slowly yeah. we, we we're constantly thinking we know what's going on and then we're getting that change and i think they do a really good job with that i think we're we slowly get the evolution of the plot it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like i mean we constantly think we know what is what, what's true and what's not we're getting different conceptions of the way they must have brought up whether she likes baseball at all or she just knows it because that's what's there and then we Mm -hmm. find out late in the movie that she really just loved baseball and being around her dad and only became a lawyer only became a lawyer because that's what she thought he wanted you know so yeah i I mean trying to find acceptance right you know um it's it's just I think it's such a well done film. I mean, Agreed. I don't know how to say much else on that subject about it, but I mean, it literally is the. I mean, like most sport movies, there's a there's a bigger story going on. Mm-hmm. It's it's rarely just uh, team A has to beat team B in the finals. I mean, there are plenty of those, uh, but I will say most of the time there's a much bigger story behind it. It's a much bigger point. Like in this one, it's more about a family finding acceptance between each other and understanding the other's point of view uh, as much as it's about the idea of people relying on technology and, and the evolution of uh, the scouting game in baseball. Um, You know, it, it's a real story. It's not just uh, a testimony to, to old school work ethic and, you know, how baseball should or should not be done, you know? So, Yeah. Let's see. What else do we need to touch on here? Um, I don't know. For the most part, I feel I've said my piece. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. And again, as much as it's got a great story, it's got a great plot. It's not so complicated that we have to hyper analyze everything. Right. Right. Um, you know, I think I think all the characters are pretty well done. We do get the classic. Uh, we get more of the. You know, uh, we see the the idea of how. Uh, 
Amy Adams's character is being passed up at work because she took some time off mm-hmm. um, at a law firm, which is a classic thing. And especially with women, they're often seen as uh, yes, but it also a, mirrors what's going on with her father. They're going exactly. through the same bullcrap. Exactly. Um, you know, so we get to see you know them both going through something big, and that how are they going to adjust their life to the new situations? Um, so you know. It's, it does play well there. Um, as I said earlier, I really love John Goodman in this film. And I think John Goodman, speaking of actors who got better with age, I think John Goodman evolved uh, in the last, I would say, 15, 20 years and has mm-hmm. just become an amazing actor. Agreed. Um, well, once he was able to separate himself from the more comedic roles, mm-hmm. I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he still does funny occasionally, but he oh, has yeah. become this very... Uh, real man, serious actor, um, who who can do anything. I think really, at this point. So which I haven't seen him back, in a movie. Which is why he went back to his old show. <laughs> yeah, which is good. I, I think felt, he does fine in that too. I didn't watch the original Roseanne or the reboot, so I've have not jumped into this one. So. You know, I I didn't watch much of the original. I saw a few episodes, but I do enjoy the show far more without Roseanne in it. Mm. Just saying so well nobody you know. really liked roseanne herself so yeah she had her moments i'm not gonna yeah. say she wasn't a decent actor or comedian she had her moments and, so, uh, and she went like roseanne would normally do go overboard and this time yeah. she went way overboard yeah yeah, yeah. Sometimes, she did it's just, sometimes it's just smarter to keep your mouth shut agree yep but some people it, don't know how to shut especially up. on you know social media those. anyway especially on social media Anyway, um, is there anything else we need to touch on before we go to our star rating? Go watch the movie. (laughs) Yeah, watch the movie. It's a good movie if you if even if you're not a sports fan, I actually would suggest going to watch this movie. Yeah, just just more the the story, cinematic. It's a very good dramatic telling everything. It's so well done. It just happens to have the backdrop of baseball being the the central axis around what all the story takes place. Exactly. Yep. But it's a good story. So, yeah. It's a, it's uh, a sports movie in the loosest sense. Okay. Well, I'm going to rate it first. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid four. I think it could go a little higher. I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it higher, but I'm going to say four. Uh, I do think this is, in many ways, I think this might be Amy Adams' best work that I can think of. Now, I'm not saying she hasn't done better, but off the top of my head, this is... This feels very much like one of her best uh, performances. Um, Clint Eastwood, as usual, does a great job playing the grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a great actor. Again, uh, several other people. I think Justin Timberlake, this is one of, if not his best films. Um, and I think even though he's not really a normal actor, he's more of a musician who dabbles in it. I think he does a great job in this film, uh, whether that's, largely due to directing or writing or what i think it just works very well um you know and as mentioned john goodman is good and almost everyone in this film seems like they do a great job with the role they're in mm-hmm. uh even even matthew lillard uh i think he does a great job as the the, the villain idiot. in this film <laughs> the idiot whatever you want to call him the the young guy who thinks he knows everything for oh, lack of a better term right. i think that's that's who he's playing uh, but I would definitely give it four stars and tell anyone watch this movie, even if you don't like sports movies, because it does have that great story that is evolving throughout. I think it just it just plays well. So. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to give it four stars also. Uh, it's a great dramatic piece. It's, I, I mean, like we said earlier, this is a good acting by Clint Eastwood and Amy Adams. Uh, I can't, I, I, there's, there's a part of me that wants to rate it higher, but I don't really feel I can. Uh, but it's such a good movie. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a four. It's, it's when I first looked, when I first got done with it, the first number that popped in my mind is four stars. So yeah. I'm going with four stars. I will also give it a four. It's just fantastic cinema. It's amazing, compelling story. Uh, you have um, it's actors who are at the peak of their peak of their game. Um, Clint Eastwood is just phenomenal, and like like we said before, the fact that this man is he's gotten better and better as an as an older actor, and he's he's matured so well as an actor, and just. The the the, it is such an incredibly executed film that has so many amazing jewels of genius just wrapped in it. That it's it's not a perfect film, not a perfect film in any fashion or form, but it has a a grain of excellency within it that it needs to be watched, it needs to be enjoyed, it needs to. Like, heck, you could probably sit sit around and analyze this movie for hours and hours and hours and hours. If you were, like, a, a baseball junkie, you could probably be like, oh, yeah, this is right, this is right. They got this wrong. Mm-hmm. But just impeccable work they did with this movie and couldn't, couldn't recommend it any higher. It's such a great film. Four. All right, and if that's all, uh, this is our review of Trouble with the Curve. You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.